Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. As we change gears to the international world of tennis and finally we have a date touch wood for the Australian Open it is three weeks um, later than when it would usually be scheduled February the 8th it's going to run from the 8th to the 21st and there are all sorts of restrictions in place who better to talk about it than our very own SEN expert he comes to us thanks to Sun Blessed Sunscreens a sunscreen design specifically for cricket golf tennis and lawn bowls uh, sunblessedsunscreens.com.au. Brett Phillips is his name. BP, good morning. Kane, good morning. There's plenty happening. Oh, there is plenty happening. Um, the uh, New South Wales is in, in chaos. We might touch on that in a moment, but um, we have a date for the Australian Open and it is where we thought, where you thought it would land eventually. Yeah, look, certainly it's interesting, Kane. A little bit more information has come to me since uh, the ATP put out uh, their release around 24 hours ago, announcing their first uh, seven weeks of the season. We expect a WTA calendar probably out later today. We're still waiting for Tennis Australia officially uh, to announce uh, everything, but um, there's probably uh, a reason that uh, they haven't just yet. And uh, the ATP, they're, they're an interesting organisation. When you've got so many governing bodies coming together trying to collaborate here, uh, they're like uh, the, the rebels in the corner. Uh, they can go a little bit rogue. Their communication is interesting. Um, certainly from what I understand, they may have jumped the gun a little early yesterday in announcing that uh, Doha would host the men's qualifying. It's my understanding, having learned a little bit more information in the last uh, few hours, is that that contract wasn't officially signed off till uh uh, later last night, but the ATP went with the release yesterday, which has obviously just delayed Tennis Australia officially announcing everything. So we may hear something from uh, TA a little bit more formally uh, today. But yeah, look, certainly, you know, we knew the Australian Open was an absolute lock for the eighth. Uh, the, the week leading up is is really interesting. Uh, that um, week of sort of January 31 to about Feb 6. Um, you know, a couple of people I've spoken to, and I still can't logistically work out how this is all going to happen is a two WTA events plus an ATP Cup and plus the relocated Adelaide International and one more men's 250 event are all going to be staged somehow at Melbourne Park. I can't quite work out how that's going to happen, but a couple of people that I've checked in with this morning uh, have have stated that, well, there's been no other real venues seriously mentioned uh, outside of Melbourne Park. So that detail still needs to be confirmed. Uh, the ATP Cup, it is still good that it's on the calendar. Kane, it was a great success last year. It'll be scaled back to 12 teams. I think it'll, and they're just fine-tuning the details on it, but it'll work very similar to last year based on the singles rankings of players, which then determine the nations that play. But, yeah, there's, uh, gee, it, it's been a, a huge time trying to put a list logistically together. 
So I get a little bit naive when it comes to qualifying events and, and how big it is. You know, you, you, you see the, the main draw and, yep. and the commentators will say, oh, such and such is a qualifier from, you know, from, from wherever country they're from. And you say, oh, okay, they're, they're mm. qualified. But the process to qualify for a Grand Slam is, is much bigger than we probably assume. Am I right in saying that? And it's hugely important. I mean, we saw the US Open last year have no qualifying events. So then they worked out a financial compensation package for the players. Craig Tiley and the Australian Open uh, really dug their heels in here. So we've got to make this work. It's not going to be able to work in Australia with the borders and the timing of quarantining. So we're going to have to think outside the square. So they've had to obviously liaise with a couple of big federations there in the Middle East, in Dubai for the women, Doha for the men, to work at a facility, work at logistically getting everyone there. And it's a huge event for players to be able to qualify for a Grand Slam. Now, we know the prize money's already gone up if you do qualify for that first round of 100000 My understanding is that the qualifying prize money will also be increased in a really tough 12 months where the players haven't had their same uh, earning opportunities. So it's huge. Uh, this is why the qualities is so important. We're talking about another 128 players on either side. On top of the 128, they're already uh, going to be, um, well, the top sort of 108, before you include the wild cards and the qualities, are already in the main draw. So you know, there's a lot of players, uh, this is their, their goal moment. Uh, they, they get an opportunity to get into a far more prestigious event and earn some uh, prize money. So that's why I think every effort has been made here to get the qualifying ticked off uh, for the mm. Australian Open in a, unprecedented times where we hold it overseas, which will be uh, yeah, quite strange. Fascinating. Now, stars make sport, clearly, and they put uh, eyeballs on TV screens and, and bums on seats. The, the biggest, and, and it's no different in the tennis world, so you know, Federer, Williams, Nadal, all the big names that we come to know. Federer, reading between the lines from what he said this week, I think he is unlikely. But the biggest stars, do you think most of them will make their way out here? Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Yeah, they'll, they'll be here. I mean, it's, it's a grand slam. Uh, they're eager to play. Uh, you, you've just got to suck up the strict quarantining. Yes, it's, it's totally different from what they've experienced having resumed back on the tour in August. It's much stricter in Melbourne. Uh, the amount of uh, you know uh, positive, the negative tests you've you know got to you know, go through and etc. and your, your movement and, and everything else, but it's you know it's it's for a small period in a very long uh, tennis year, and who knows what the world is going to look like when they depart Australia and um, you know the, those protocols and restrictions. So I, I think so, but I, I agree. I think where there's a bit of smoke, there's fire here with the Federer situation. He's not a, probably a, he's not a good liar, Roger. I think he, he just tells you straight whether he's talking at a sports awards night or. Uh, an interview of sorts. Um, he knows his body better than anyone else. And yeah, if he's not feeling cherry ripe at the age of 39, you don't want to be coming into a Grand Slam uh, best of five set tennis. And you know, there's this bigger fish to fry. As much as we think the Australian Open is huge mm. on a world scale, there's Wimbledon. He wants to you know really give it his best shot. Maybe one more time. There's an Olympic Games uh, that he'd love to you know, medal at and, and, and maybe do well at the back end of the year. So uh, yeah, we'll just continue to watch that space. It seems like the timeline is going to be pretty tight. Who knows what shape Nick Kyrgios will turn up in? Do you have, do you have any idea? Yeah. Well, we've seen plenty of Nick, you know, on, on social media. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think this year um, he's, uh, you know, he's done a pretty good job, Kane. Uh, give him his credit where it's due. And, you know, there's times where he's totally frustrated me uh, from a pure athlete point of view. But I think we've got to know Nick a bit more and, 
and just what he's about, what he stands for. And he's never going to satisfy everyone who just thinks all our athletes should be absolute super competitors and be the best versions. Uh, it's probably the ones with that natural talent that don't get that clearly frustrate us the most. Um, but, you know, he, he still likes the game and still uh, knows that it's in this stage of his life, it's still a great opportunity to set up the rest of his life. And he doesn't have the ambition to necessarily win grand slams and be the absolute top echelon of the sport. But his natural talent, if his body's in good nick, says that he probably wins more often than he does uh, than he doesn't mm. when he actually plays, but would hardly mm. see him play. So mm. we just don't really know uh, yeah, what sort of nick he's going to come back in, so to speak. And Ash Barty, of course, will be a certain starter, you'd think, as well. Yeah, yeah, she's just uh, training up there in Brisbane with uh, Craig Tizer. No fanfare, that's how she absolutely loves it. Um, minimum media commitments, uh, just sort of surprising school kids and clubs and popping in here and there, doing a little bits and pieces that she has to do. But I think she's getting into a nice rhythm with Craig now, um, doing the necessary lead-up work. And I think there's going to be, from what I understand, this hasn't been totally confirmed, there is going to be an Australian tournament uh, around about the 28th of December. Now, it was slated for Sydney, but just with the current COVID situation, that may be moved to Brisbane, but really replacing the Australian Open wildcard playoffs, that would be open from an Ash Barty all the way down to the lowest-ranked Aussie to try and um, get some prize money and get some good matches under their belt in late December. So whether the likes of an Ash competes in something like that, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, she'd be doing a lot of match sim, but there's nothing like actually getting out there and competing, as we know. And before we let you go, we know 30,000 at Boxing Day for that test. Well, what's the latest on crowds at the Australian Open? Well, I think TA will announce all this together in terms of ticketing, um, restrictions, crowd capacity. So that could be today, hopefully uh, by uh, by Monday, now that the calendar is sort of starting to be set. Uh, you know, I think we're probably going to be somewhere in that 25 to 50. If we get to 50, I think that would be a great result. Uh, for the Australian Open. But there'd be a lot of nervous people as well because it's a big tennis family. It's going to be at Melbourne Park and you throw in a big crowd on top of that. Uh, there'd be people wanting to take a more cautious uh, view and, and, and don't get too excited just because we've had so many good days here in Melbourne. So, um, you know, I think it'll be somewhere 25 to that 50% capacity, I think. Good on you, BP. Thanks for the update, mate. Appreciate it. Good stuff. I'll be in after you, mate, after 12. So I'll have a bit more on the tennis and the cricket and everything else. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.